Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Women in Real Estate podcast series. On this episode, we're joined by Lucy Godwin, who's an Associate Director in the Commercial Development Team at Savills, and Isabella Dearden-Hunt, a Senior Associate in the Real Estate Team at McFarland's. Lucy works with a broad spectrum of clients, including landowners, institutions and developers, providing feasibility, structuring and strategic transaction advisory services. She's played a part in helping bring forward some of the most significant development sites in London over the last five years, including working closely with McFarland's on several major transactions. Isabella, over to you. Thank you very much, Claire. And thank you, Lucy, for joining us on our Women in Real Estate podcast today. It's particularly lovely to have you join us today as we've been working so closely together this year on an exciting potential development site, which is building on Savills and McFarland's combined shared experience. We will talk a little bit about gender diversity in the real estate sector shortly, but to start us off, please could you tell us a little bit about your career to date? Sure. Thanks very much, Isabella, and thank you very much for having me today. So I have been at Savills for the last eight years now. I I joined as a graduate straight out of university, having done a a planning degree, and I spent the first two years on um, on the graduate rotation scheme there, mainly on the residential side of the business. And then once I'd qualified as a chartered surveyor, I moved over to the commercial side, where I'm currently in the commercial development team focused on London. And in your day-to-day role at Savills as an associate director in their London commercial development team, what does what does that look like? What do you do on a day-to-day basis and what do you enjoy most about your role? So I really focus mainly on transactional consultancy work. So mainly I would say working on deals that are probably slightly larger and more complicated than your kind of very typical development transaction. And quite often working with clients who are institutional, quite often kind of from non-property core activity type clients. So that means that I can get a lot more kind of stuck into the detail of transactions, which I which I really like. And I get to work with some really interesting people who are not necessarily from a kind of very typical property background, which is which I also really enjoy. So a lot of what I do is um, deal structuring. So advising clients as to the optimal way to bring forward a development site, be that through a transaction by selling some kind of land interest or through a joint venture partnership. I do a lot of work with other consultants. So as you said, working closely with McFarland's and I have done for a number of years on a couple of deals, but also architects and kind of broader design teams as well. It's really interesting. It's the side of the the sector that we don't really see because you're involved in those much more early stages in, in planning and structuring. And as I think we've discussed outside of this, this series of podcasts has been focused on trying to inspire women within the real estate sector as we see women moving more into senior positions in the industry. With that in mind, have you experienced any particular challenging points in your career and have you felt supported in your career progression so far? Yeah, I would say that a particularly challenging point was when I qualified. So I qualified in 2016 and it was just after the Brexit referendum, which, you know, whilst we're in very uncertain times now, for sure, it, it was an uncertain time in terms of the market. And I hadn't secured a permanent position at Savills at that point. So as I was going into sitting my final exams for um, for the chartership, I hadn't I hadn't got that role secured, which which was stressful. You know, it was a high it was a high pressure situation. And having not kind of got that position yet, it, it was difficult to deal with. But Savills was extremely supportive, I would say. And whilst there weren't roles available in the teams that I'd rotated through as part of my training, 
the kind of support from the wider business, referrals from people that I had worked with closely uh, over the previous two years meant that I was able to secure a position in the team that I'm in now. And that transition, it was a difficult one, but the business really did support me a lot and they invested a lot in me and making a success out of it, which I'm extremely grateful for. That's really that's really positive. And was there, were there any specific learning points that you learned from that in particular, that, that challenge of having to move across into a different sector that you hadn't necessarily done a rotation in? I mean, I think a big part of it was confidence, right? Uh, you know, I hadn't dealt with commercial property comprehensively at all previously, so it felt pretty daunting. But actually, you know, I was super interested in it. I was really interested in the in the asset class. I had great people around me to learn from. And, you know, that gave me enough confidence to make that move. And looking back, I just think I should have not even thought twice about doing that. You know, I should have just gone for it. It's interesting. So many people always cite confidence, isn't it? Is that one that one thing that you need to give you the push and where you can find that internal confidence to help you grow uh, and progress in your career? Mm. I think there's probably a perception that the consultancy transactional side of the real estate sector is very male dominated, which perhaps not like the legal world um, or the legal real estate sector anyway. Do you think that there is a bias which holds women back or is putting women off moving into your side of the industry or are you seeing a change um i i think there is a bias um you know whether that's a conscious bias or not i think it it definitely exists and certainly more on the transactional side so in leasing and um, investment agency in particular uh, land agency to some degree it's a real challenge there are not very many senior women at all in that side of um in that side of any of the major consultancies, full stop. And I think really it's that vicious circle of the lack of women that means not many women want to enter it. And it's a world where relationships mean a lot and there's a lot of work done through building of those relationships. So if you don't see people that look like you and that have a similar background to you and that you feel like you can build very strong relationships with, it's hard to get into it and it's hard to make it successful. So I think it is a real challenge. It's a challenge that is being recognised more, for sure. And over my eight years at Savills, I've definitely seen a difference in how the business is trying to address that challenge. But there is still a lot of work to do, for sure. Um, and it's it's something that is not going to be easy to overcome, I think, especially in, a, in our world versus other parts of the property industry where there seems to be more progress. Yes, I would agree, particularly on, on transactions that we have worked with. There's many more senior women, I think, coming mm. coming through and and like you say, it can be those role models for people lower down in the business or lower down in the industry to kind of see and then and then work towards and say, yes, you know, you can achieve that. Um, Definitely. With that in mind, do you think that companies in the real estate sector are doing enough to promote gender diversity and equality or are we still falling behind where we should? I would say that progress is being made, for sure. Things are moving. I think there is more work to be done, especially in um, more challenging areas, I would say. like A lot of the barriers to women, especially on the kind of investment agency side, are not easy things to address. They're structural things to do with how the industry works, how pay is, you know, how remuneration works in the industry, things like that, which it's difficult to address. You know, it is very difficult to address. I'd also highly recommend Catherine Cripps um, kind of TED talk on this. So she's a okay. she was in um, leasing agency at Knight Frank and she did a really interesting talk on this subject, specifically on transactional roles in agencies and, and how women um, can progress in those roles. And she really 
points out clearly what those challenges are and how they could potentially be addressed. And I think it's those kind of more structural, fundamental questions that uh, businesses need to ask themselves if they want to further women in 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 those roles um, that, that really that's where the work needs to be done the kind of low-hanging fruit has been taken it's those more difficult points that they now need to be addressed that's very interesting and a good tip and i'll be going and listening to that ted talk this afternoon with that in mind obviously businesses i think are now putting in place initiatives to try to promote uh, gender and wider equality in the real estate sector and whilst that may not be the ultimate uh, saviour and kind of easy answer. Have Savills got initiatives in place to promote gender and wider equality in their workplace? Yes, we do. Increasingly so. That's that's definitely something that's changed over my um, career at Savills. So we've now got various working groups across all the kind of main uh, diversity and inclusion themes. So I'm a member of the socioeconomic working group. There, there is also a gender working group as well. Um, and there's there's lots of initiatives that those working groups run to try and promote uh, inclusion within Savills, essentially. I'd also say that when I was at university, I was um, I won an award with the Women in Property uh, kind of association, which was super beneficial for me at that time. You know, I was in a planning degree and I moved into real estate effectively. And that transition was really enabled, I would say, to a degree through winning that award and the kind of exposure that gave me. So that was a super positive uh, group that I was as part of during that time. And important to be thinking about it early on in your career, even when you're still studying. Yeah, um, definitely. The importance of forward planning and preparation. So I wanted to end the podcast with moving on to a couple of perhaps more general questions. And I wondered whether there has been any, there, whether there have been any women who have particularly inspired you in your career or perhaps life more generally that you wanted to, to share with us and our listeners? Yeah, I have I have a few, if that's okay. Yes. So um, I think you mentioned already, Isabella, actually, on the kind of developer investor side, there is a, a number of women, increasing number of women in really senior management positions, which you know, I think is an absolute privilege that I get to kind of be in meetings with them and come across them into my day-to-day role. So people like Bexeli at Lendlease, Emma Carriaga at British Land, and Joe McNamara at Oxford Properties. You know, they are they're in in very senior management roles and they're really, I guess, paving the way for uh, women to take those positions in the future, which I think is is very cool. On a slightly more personal level, there are two ladies who I was lucky enough to be on the um, graduate scheme with at Savills. So Sandra Wachaku, she is uh, still at Savills. She's an industrial agent. And I think she probably now is the most senior woman in industrial investment agency in the country, uh, certainly the only one of colour. And um, she just has a super positive attitude about life. She's working in a really difficult area for women to be successful in, I would say. And she is extremely successful. So that is just super inspiring. And I'm very lucky to call her my friend. And also Anne Shu, who has subsequently left the business and gone on to work at CBRE Investment Management, where I'm sure she must be one of the youngest fund managers in the company. She's doing some really cool work in um, impact investing, which is which is very interesting. She works super hard, is also from an ethnic minority background and is a very inspiring lady to know. That's really interesting. And it sounds like you have a lot of people in your network to to shed a light on how we are moving towards a more gender diverse uh, sector. For sure. And also one other person that I'd like to add 
I would say that the way that you, Isabella, and Rachel manage your job share is seriously impressive. So Rachel Aston also at McFarlane's, um, you know, the way that you guys seamlessly seem to be one person is absolutely incredible. I'm sure it isn't that easy in reality, but on the surface, it looks insanely um, slick. And, you know, I haven't seen many people manage a job share in that way. So that is very inspirational, I would say. Oh, thank you. You've completely caught me off guard now and I've completely lost all sense of composure. Um, but thank you. That's really lovely to hear. And I'm glad that we're making it work uh, for you as well as it works for us. So finally, to end our podcast, I wondered if you would be able to share with us the most important or useful piece of advice that you would give to a woman thinking of starting out in the real estate sector now. So I would, I would probably say really understand your own skill set and understand what what you are personally good at and that is you know that's an evolution that over time you're not going to know that coming out the door day one for sure you know I'm still learning about what I'm good at and what I'm not so good at and um, you know understanding what that skill set is what you can bring to a company to clients to an organization and aligning that with what success is for that company and those clients is is really fundamental and I I think um, that doesn't necessarily look the same as it does in a, in a kind of completely traditional model, if that makes sense. I think in real estate, we get stuck in this um, in this way of thinking that, you know, because things have been a certain way, they've always got to be a certain way. And actually, there's multiple different ways to, to be successful and to add value to a company and your clients. And, um, you know, as somebody that is perhaps relatively unusual in terms of background or gender in the, in the industry, you will bring different skills and the success you will bring will look different and that's perfectly okay, you know. That's really important. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for joining us today. It's been really lovely talking to you and I've actually quite enjoyed recording the podcast with you, so thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me again. It's been very enjoyable. 